everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hi, everybody. Hello. Ciao. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into Hop Culture. The weather seems to have finally turned the corner and we are finally embracing sunny weather consistently where we live. And you know what a seasonal change means figuring out what to wear. This is particularly hard for me because I'm about to have a baby, so I'm basically surviving on whatever fits right now. Yeah, this episode isn't really fair for Anne, Um, but for the rest of us, we decided to take advantage of this time of year and use the podcast as a nudge to get serious about making a capsule wardrobe. Or rather, I decided to make everyone else talk about this topic um, because it's something I've been kind of wanting to tackle for a while now, and I just needed a little push to force me to kind of buckle down and do it. Tess is already a bit of a capsule wardrobe expert, so she's going to be our maestro of sorts today. Um, And hopefully, Anne, this will give you a little inspo for after you have the baby. Um, So Tess, do you want to tell us a little bit about your capsule wardrobe journey and history? Yeah. So I have a love-hate relationship um, with capsule wardrobes. More on that later. Um, but I think the concept started getting popular when I was like, probably like 14 or 15. And that's when I tried to make my first capsule wardrobe. And I have been infamous for ever since, um, for (laughs) getting rid of perfectly good clothes that, um, I bought not very long ago mm-hmm. that still fit and are very cute for because they didn't meet the aesthetic that the they new didn't aesthetic. meet the aesthetic i would always try to define my aesthetic because that's what they tell you you have to do you have to have a color palette and you have to have a named style and so i would do that and then two or so weeks later i would start to accumulate new clothes that did not fit the vibe <laughs> Um, <laughs> Tess isn't quite right for a guest. <laughs> no. A little bit too rash. Well, what teenager, what teenager can really... Yeah, as a teenager, it's not for a teen. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not for teens. And your style as a teen, I mean, the aesthetic you would be trying to cultivate would be like very chic. It was like... Like yeah. white button downs, high like, end. Yeah, it was like yeah, <laughs> yeah it was too much. Like for a Parisian a woman or something, and it was like you're like a little teenager in Alaska. Like, yeah, I mean, didn't... not that you can't dress nice, but it was, yeah, it was haute couture. No, it was always. That's the thing. I'm always a little too lofty with my expectations and like the way that I want to dress, and so then it's kind of like. I always choose impractical things because I'm like, well, if I cut out all of the comfy clothes in my closet, Mm -hmm. then I will only wear the uncomfortable clothes. You're making like a style diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like throw away the junk food. Yes. And then I binge two weeks later. Yeah. I understand that though, Tess, because I feel like that was kind of in approaching this is my first attempt. And I had those thoughts too of like, well, I'm just going to get rid of this ugly ratty t-shirt. Because that, like, I understand where that thought process comes from. 
And as a 33-year-old, I'm like, no, I should hang on to this because of reality. But as a teenager, of course, you're going to be like, no, this is the new me. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it's bad to have lofty goals and like want to cultivate a certain look. But we were, I mean, I, I just was glad that I benefited. I've benefited from probably three or four rounds of Tess getting rid of her clothes <laughs> and I picked over Can I mention leftovers. right now what, what you're currently wearing? Sure. Or is that too mean? No, I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud of who I am. I'm wearing a t-shirt that says bridesmaid and um, yes. Tess was getting rid of it and I was like, well, that'd be a perfectly good pajama shirt. <laughs> so I took it. Every time I wear it, someone asks me questions. It's a great conversation starter. So, Oh, you wear it? So this is not a pajama <laughs> shirt? No, it's a pajama shirt. Just people in the family ask me. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> First of all, if anyone's confused what we're talking about with capsule wardrobes, this is a definition from sustainablychic.com that says a capsule wardrobe is a limited selection of interchangeable clothing pieces that complement each other. These are often classic pieces that do not go out of style and are primarily composed of neutral colors. A capsule wardrobe allows you to create a variety of different outfits with a small selection of clothes. So before we dive into our discussion of capsule wardrobes, we wanted to share the resources that we use to get ready for this episode. So we had a few different types of resource. So whatever you like, whether you like watching something or listening to a podcast or a book. So Tess had recommended that we watch The Minimalists, Less Is Now on Netflix, which is a pretty short little thing that just talks about like why you should consume less. And then she also recommended the book, The Curated Closet, which I don't think any of us were prepared to read for a podcast. So luckily there was a podcast um, called By the Book that did an episode on it, which is, you know, a quicker way to get the gist of that. And then we also looked at a blog post called What is a Capsule Wardrobe and How to Build One on Sustainably Chic. Yeah, as I was browsing, I kind of fell down a few rabbit holes of capsule wardrobe resources. So I might refer back to those. What I quickly figured out is that there's not like a formula necessarily, which is good. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do a capsule wardrobe. Some people really rely on like a certain number of pieces. And some are just kind of a general idea for having a wardrobe that is kind of mix and match and where you kind of are careful about what you add to it. So at the end of the day, it's kind of one of those things I feel like you just kind of have to dive into with some guiding ideas and see what works for you and your lifestyle. So hopefully some of this will be helpful and maybe some of the like tips that we found helpful will work for you guys. Okay, so let's start with the why of capsule wardrobes. So on the minimalists documentary that we watched, that was one thing they really emphasized with minimalism. And this documentary, yeah, is really just about the idea of minimalism in general. But they said like, before you can talk about the what, you have to understand your why. Like why is it important to you to try to work with less in your life or like own less? And then I listened to an episode of the Lazy Genius podcast, which is a podcast I've talked about on here. And her episode was, should you do a capsule wardrobe? And that's one thing she talked about was like, if a capsule wardrobe is even right for you or if it would be helpful for you. For a long time, I'd heard about this. I knew Tess was into them. I think grandma had kind of been interested in doing a capsule wardrobe. Like I'd heard the idea and I was kind of like, 
it just didn't really interest me because I was like, well, I already, I just am on a tight budget and don't buy a lot of clothes. So I guess I'm doing a capsule wardrobe. Like <laughs> I wasn't motivated really. I was like, isn't it just the idea just kind of like not buying a lot of clothes or trying to work with what you already have, you know? And so it didn't really interest me. But on the buy the book episode where they talk about the curated closet, they had some questions to kind of ask yourself or they said to write down like why you think it would be helpful to you or important to you to do a capsule wardrobe. So I actually did go through and write down, um, which felt kind of silly, but I actually did find it. I'm usually the type of person who feels like, oh, I can I can like read the instructions or listen to one thing and then I'll like totally know how to do something. I don't actually have to follow the steps. <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely you. Yeah. I tried to actually follow some of the steps. I'm surprised that you even like read instructions, honestly. I don't. Yeah. Well, and I will say part of the thing with a capsule wardrobe was I was like, oh, I understand the concept. <laughs> so that's why I've, I've never really been interested in it. But I finally this last year have been so frustrated with clothes for the first time in my life that I've been like, okay, maybe this is something that would be like helpful for me, you know? Well, I think that it's been kind of difficult for a lot of people since like a lot of people have started working from home or just our lifestyles have changed a lot in the last couple of years. And Mm -hmm. I suddenly feel like I don't wear any of the clothes in my closet because I don't have an occasion to wear yeah. them. Like mm-hmm. I used to kind of dress a little bit like not edgy, but edgier than I do to just be around my house or like because I was working in a salon and that's kind of the vibe or like, you know, I'd get a little bit more dressy. And now, yeah, I agree. I'm kind of frustrated with my closet because it doesn't really reflect my lifestyle and I see things I used to wear that I loved wearing and I'm like I don't wear those anymore because I don't go anywhere that it makes sense to wear that so Mm -hmm. I do think this could be like a useful exercise even if you don't end up like necessarily living by a strict capsule wardrobe it just would be kind of nice to maybe be more at peace with your Mm -hmm. closet for Mm -hmm. sure I another reason which was not you know, obviously in high school, when I was throwing away perfectly good clothes, not throwing away, donating. Um, but when I was getting rid of these perfectly good, pretty much new clothes, budget was not really on my mind very much. But now it is. And it's a being able to kind of identify what your style is, knowing what you need and what you'll wear a lot. It makes sense for for someone who's on a budget, especially to mm-hmm. because then you're not just shopping just to shop. You know exactly what you need, and when it goes on sale, you can buy it and mm-hmm. not you know get out of control. Totally. Well, here's the thing: are there are there a lot of studies that look into not just capsule wardrobes but minimalism in general? Because the document or the I don't even know if you the little thing we watched. The- yeah, it's not really a documentary. It's almost like. It was just these two dudes like a philosophical. who have a blog and they it was like they would stand and they especially the one the blonde one mm-hmm. it was like he was doing slam poetry. I was like, what am I watching? Yeah, or like a TED talk or something. Yeah. yeah. And it was purely anecdotal and they kept talking about how like they, you know, I was trying to make more money, but I was less and less happy. And there's been multiple studies that show that the more money you make, the more happy you are, which is <laughs> sad, but yeah. like it's just, I don't know. I think that a lot of times we're looking for something to fix whatever we're dissatisfied mm-hmm. with in our lives. And minimalism is just maybe 
one more thing that we you could throw yourself into. Oh, for and sure. If mm-hmm. you're buying something to like, because that's the other problem that I see with capsule wardrobe sometimes is like, you get really excited about it. And so you're like, I'm going to get rid of all my clothes and I'm going to buy these like really mm-hmm. nice, mm-hmm. simple t-shirts and, you know, jackets. <laughs> and these, like, nice I see jobs look. And it's uh-huh. like, if you have to buy something to get into this, mm-hmm. you're not actually like probably. Oh, I agree. Yeah. You're not doing it in right. the right mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Of, you know, like, I totally I agree. I think that a lot of people are just sort of using minimalism to try to like fix the same things that they're trying to fix by buying mm-hmm. stuff. That's true because the minimalist like home style is beautiful, but it's also kind of like ever change. Like it's kind of a trend in and of itself. Like it's mm-hmm. not always going to be, you know, like the curvy couches that are in style and like the, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's very. Cause there's the pushback with maximalism. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just, if you like it, that's great and go with it. But I don't think there's, Something inherently wrong with having hobbies and having a garage full of some of the like oh totally junk that stuff you that you use. Yeah, use. yeah no, exactly. I agree. I think the extreme minimalism is just not really something that's practical or even really appeals to me. You know, at this point, but I do think there's been studies, and we should have looked them up before the episode, but about like decision fatigue, or you know, mm-hmm, or yeah. just like if mm-hmm. there's something that is consistently causing a hang up in your day looking at like, how could I streamline this so that I don't have to spend like time and energy on it when it's not something I care to spend time and energy on, you know? Can I say an embarrassing um, decision fatigue decision that I made that it's related to capsule wardrobes? Yes. So I got this pajama set from Old Navy and I really, really liked it. It's so comfy. And I decided this pairs well with a light jacket and on a Zoom call looks like I'm wearing a real shirt. <laughs> so I got multiples of the in different colors of the <laughs> Is it the one you wore over to my house? Yes, it's the one that I'm wearing right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Those it, are oh, yeah. Oh, it's very this cute. Is a pajama convincing. Shirt. I think it's this super convincing. It totally does. This one doesn't even look like a pajama shirt. No, it doesn't. I wore this out. It just looks like a like a just so a, a knit shirt and white striped yeah. shirt. Yeah, I have a shirt like that mm-hmm. that's just a shirt. It's so comfy. <laughs> well, I thought about doing this with pajamas, like a summer set of pajamas if you find like a lightweight pair that you love and a winter style. And just mm-hmm. like if you love them, you look forward to putting them on. They're comfy. They fit well. They wash well. Just buy five pairs, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. there's things like that. And and for a long time, I loved – I think part of why I've resisted a capsule wardrobe is – I've always considered myself someone that liked to shop. You know, I, I, I'm I not like cutting edge on style, but like I used to feel like I could be in style. I enjoyed putting outfits together. I like shopping for my kids, you know, so I just I think I was like, oh, no, I like to like I have fun with clothes. So mm-hmm. this isn't and in my mind, a capsule wardrobe was like you said, Grace, like going out and buying Something which, again, felt counterintuitive to me and like inauthentic to the idea of what a capsule wardrobe should be. And when people would always be like, it's high end quality, Mm -hmm. black and white, (laughs) classic. And I'm like, well, neutrals, neutrals. Exactly. I know the neutral thing gets on my nerves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It gets so on my nerves because I always got caught up by that because I feel (laughs) like the capsule wardrobe aesthetic, like they bow down to audrey hepburn Mm -hmm. yeah like but the black and white pictures of her not the pictures of her wearing color because she wore (laughs) colors but like her in little cigarette pants Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. a little white blouse like that's and that's just like 
That's not everybody's style. It all and looks that- very uncomfy <laughs> to wear. And it's yeah. very like business casual. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. I don't know. I went on TikTok and I was looking at I was watching TikToks about capsule wardrobes. And yeah, so many of them are like, here are my staples for the spring. And it's all like beige, tan, white, cream. And I like that, but I also, I can't commit to that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think that idea kind of made me think like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, this isn't for me because I don't really want to define my style because sometimes I'm in the mood to dress really trendy and sometimes. I'm in the mood to dress very classic. And then sometimes I just want to wear sweats, you know, Mm -hmm. totally. So for me, I feel like I relate to what you said, Anne, with a lot of the things in my closet that I'm like, oh, I really like this. It's things that are a little more dressy casual. And I just don't have as many opportunities to wear Mm -hmm. those right now. But what I realized, so one exercise that they talked about in the curated closet was they said, for two weeks, write down every like activity that you do or every occasion to dress, I guess, which I I wasn't going to do this for t- <laughs> I was too last minute. <laughs> I was like, I definitely wasn't thinking about this two weeks ahead. But I did sit down and write down everything I could think of from the past two weeks that I had done. And one thing that actually surprised me because I'm like, oh, I'm just home with kids all the time. I just need comfy clothes most of the time, except for like church on Sunday or the occasional, occasional like a date night or something, you know, but I actually went through and I was like, I actually had a wider variety of things to dress for than I thought I did as a stay at home mom, you know, even if it was things Mm -hmm. like events at the girls school or a play date or going to a museum with the kids, things where maybe I wouldn't dress quite as casual as I would if I was just at home. And I was like, oh. I guess I do have sometimes more than I think where I would like to look like a little nicer than just leggings, you know. And what I was feeling was because I agree. I'm like, I don't have the budget or frankly care to be like, I'm investing in like a classic wool blazer that will carry me through to my (laughs) middle age. You know, I'm like, that's just yeah, that's not realistic. So in my mind, I'm like, well, if I'm just wearing like casual mom clothes, that's fine. But I'm like, yeah, but even... I don't feel good or like the casual mom clothes that I have. Like, I would rather invest in like some cuter, nicer, like athleisure things or things instead of because I'm like, I either have like my nicer things that I bought a couple years ago and I had more reasons or time to wear them, or I have literally slob clothes, which is what I've worn all winter. And that's what pushed me to this breaking point was I was like, After having Henry and this past winter, I just feel like I'm like a slob most of the time. And so I would at least like to feel like the comfy casual outfits that I have are things that at least like fit me well, can coordinate amongst each other instead of just kind of wearing like sweatpants and then I panic buy something when Mm -hmm. I have like a trip Mm -hmm. or something and then it doesn't really fill the holes that really need to be filled in my closet. And so I really what this more was was going through and writing down like, what do I need to complete outfits with clothes that I have that I like and feel good in? And then I actually feel like I'm really appreciating what I have now a lot more because I was like, oh, I actually do really love these pants. I maybe just need like 
a couple cute t-shirts that work well with these pants and I feel good in the shirt, you know, instead of being like, oh, I don't have a shirt that works with these cute pants, so I never wear them, you know, so... I don't know. I'm defending the capsule wardrobe idea because <laughs> no, I like, like the no I like the idea it. of it. I I think one of my issue, and I feel like I'm always the one that is like contrary. We have to have a naysayer. Yeah, we need, yeah, we need <laughs> we have to have a credit <laughs> take. Grace is our skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess my question is for someone like me who doesn't shop a ton, and yeah, every once in a while I go through my clothes and get rid of stuff that I don't really wear. Is a capsule wardrobe just like? liking all of the clothes that you own <laughs> that's a good that, question see, that's my um is it just not having very many clothes because that doesn't no, really work for me that's yeah that's the thing is i feel like it has come to mean that on like social media but here's the thing i want to repitch my bin method mm. i think it's a level mm-hmm. of genius uh near to grace's bag method <laughs> So long ago, I think I told you guys about how I decided instead of throwing away clothes or giving away clothes, I would just put them in a bin for a few months and then I would come back to them and see if I needed them or if like I had wondered where they were, you know, like, because sometimes I forget that I've even gotten rid of stuff because that's the level of distraction that I'll reach when I'm creating a capsule wardrobe. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided instead, destruction. <laughs> it's really all the clothes are on my bed. So instead, I decided to just put them in a bin because I don't have the money to just be getting rid of clothes willy nilly. And it's a really good method because there'll be times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I really need this dress. And I so I go and I find it in my bin. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes a part of my wardrobe mm-hmm. again. But then there's other times, there's other things that I don't even think about, and I come back to them, and I think they're kind of hmm, not very I like cute. Them. Yeah. I think so, you're right, Tess. I think you're right on the money there. I yeah. think it's a smart method if you're hesitant about committing to a tiny little capsule wardrobe, because it's just not practical yeah. for most of us. But you might discover by putting stuff away that you actually don't need as many clothes as you think. That's what yeah. I did this time was I went through... So if anyone's considering doing this, it took me about three hours, I would say, like start to finish. So it was a little daunting. And I don't have a, I don't feel like I have a ton of clothes. So I think if you did have a lot of clothes, it probably would take longer. But I'm pretty good about purging things like as I go. But it was a little daunting because I was like, okay, this is going to take a chunk of time. So yeah, it took about three hours. I started by purging things that just yeah are like don't fit you know truly don't have a use for but most of what I did was put away like things that aren't in season so I'm going to do like a warm weather one and a cold weather one and then I also did what Tess said so I there were a few things that were kind of like on the cusp and another thing that it it says in um, the curated closet or maybe it was on the lazy genius episode I listened to they talked about how a big reason we hang on to things, which we all know, is because we spent money on them mm-hmm. or they were nice items mm-hmm. that we haven't gotten a lot of use. And so it's like, well, I'm going to do better about wearing this dress or something. And it's like, just put it in the bin mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. if, if, if it feels you much it. better. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a way like less. I don't know why. It's so much easier to do that. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like a baby step. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, but I will say it's only been a few days, so we'll see, but (laughs) it feels, it does feel really good 
to get dressed and just be like, and it's not magic. It's not like all of a sudden, because what I really want to do is just start fresh and yeah. like all new clothes. <laughs> but that's not sustainable <laughs> or affordable. And it's not the spirit of a capsule wardrobe. <laughs> I really do want to get better at appreciating what I have. And it's nice to go to the closet and just be like, okay, everything in here like fits me well. And I feel confident in all of these clothes, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's mm-hmm. a good feeling. And it's really nice to not have overwhelm too and be staring. For yeah. some reason, it's really mentally exhausting to stare at clothes day in and day out that you never wear and don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's really aggravating. For it really reason. is because you, it adds more decisions to things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I really truly feel like guilt when I see, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, there's like an entire back half of my closet that I just, don't even bother to look through because Mm -hmm. I don't wear anything in it. And yeah, that just makes me like upset. So one of the TikToks that I watched, they said, you know, when you go through and you weed things out of your closet, you know, and you have your pile of things that you definitely want to get rid of. And then you have your pile of things that you kind of just want to put away and see whether you end up wanting to get rid of them. She was like, take note of like, what's in there because if you let's say you notice I'm getting rid of or I just never wear these floral blouses or something and for some reason I keep buying them maybe Mm -hmm. I want to be a person who wears a floral blouse but I'm not and she's like you can notice these patterns and maybe stop buying them mm-hmm. or maybe ask yourself why you're not wearing them and maybe you just don't have something that goes with it and then there's a hole in your closet that you need to look you know for something to fill it yeah she was like notice is it like certain materials is it patterns like what what is are there any like commonalities between the things that you don't wear and also look for that in the things that you do wear a lot and mm-hmm. that can help guide you and I think that's really helpful because I definitely do that and I think a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of us do like yeah for we, sure we think we like something like I always think I'm gonna like yeah. structured clothing like <laughs> and I don't I like soft like stretchy clothes and they <laughs> yeah. can be really cute and more like nice but I just I'm not I'm never going to wear a blazer and I need to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to be a blazer person. I don't know what happened to me. I think I just came to my senses. I feel like you just bought that cute blazer for a thrifting challenge mm-hmm. last year. That's remember? true. But that that is a jersey blazer. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. no oh, structure to it. I have a jersey blazer I like. Uh-huh, exactly. It's, nice. it's, it's just kind of like a t-shirt on a t-shirt, which is really nice. But I agree that like... That's, I think, what I've realized most of all. I've never been able to fully commit to a tiny capsule wardrobe. But I think I'm at the point and like, my closet isn't very big. I wear all of the stuff in it. I buy stuff that I actually wear. So I think that in that way, capsule wardrobes have helped me a lot because, and Grace, to answer your question, I think that if you are a person who doesn't shop too much and doesn't buy unnecessary things, then you're already kind of living the mentality that we're all trying to get to Mm -hmm. with like capsule wardrobes because I just used to buy things 
all the time because I didn't know what my style was and I didn't know what I would actually wear. And so now having done capsule wardrobes, I feel like I actually know what to shop for a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly like, unfortunately, yeah, I don't wear, (laughs) I don't, I don't dress like Audrey Hepburn, but I am very comfy all the time. So <laughs> I do. <laughs> so that I nice. guess my takeaway from this will be move out of my closet anything that I'm not going to be wearing in the next month mm-hmm. and only mm-hmm. have things in there that I would wear any day, like any day of that yeah. month. And then I don't have to be looking at clothes that I'm not wearing, even if it's like just taking out because I have a lot of business casual clothes that I need for school stuff or for work stuff every once in a while, but not that often. I don't need those just in there for my day-to-day use. I could put them in a guest Mm -hmm, closet mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have something that you don't wear a lot and you're like, maybe I should get rid of this. But like, maybe for you, you don't have enough clothes. So maybe you might be like, I really like this thing and I never wear it. And it's because you don't have something to go with it. Mm -hmm. And then you could add something into your closet and so yeah. like getting rid of it. I had a couple mm-hmm. things like that. And I think one thing that kind of spurred me to do this was I have been lately, I have been like, I need some new clothes. Like, you know, seasons changing, you know, kind of that you get that itch of like, ooh, I want to get a couple new outfits. And I was just like, I really need to go through and figure out what I really need, mm-hmm. like what holes I have. And yeah, unfortunately, it's usually not like what I gravitate towards when I'm shopping are like fun tops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have, Me too. I really have enough of those for my lifestyle right now. Like I, what are, what's a fun top? I know a fun top. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like I'm going like clubbing or something like a, like sequin, a sequin tank or tank something. Top. Um, like, it would probably be like a striped kind of like baggy. <laughs> Hey, that was. What about, wait, what about this? What about her outfit yesterday? This is the, to me, quintessential Claire. And maybe this leads into our next segment. But she had sort of a white shirt, like a white flowy shirt that was like, did it have eyelets? It was not flowy, or? but it does have eyelet. Yeah. And then like green capris. They were not, linen. okay, they were not capris. Were they That's green, so green mean. linen? <laughs> You joggers? had they were you were, <laughs> they were green and linen they were joggers all the way up to your cap. How many pairs okay, of but, green linen joggers do you have? Um, I, I am only have one pair of linen green. I have two <laughs> pairs of linen joggers, one green, one red. I have three pairs of. I have four pairs of green pants. <gasps> Claire, I know. <gasps> we're so that's, wow. So that's, I realized, well, but you have no a more. style. Yeah. Every, you know, like it's you have a very. When you wear it's and cute. it's cute, it's just, we, it? we it's just love like, it. It's just so just quintessential, like, Claire. This is so Claire. Well, I did notice. Mm-hmm. So it's funny you're talking about patterns because I've noticed <sighs> patterns are tricky because on the one hand, I'm like, do I lean into what I like and just be like, this is me? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, it. have I reached the age where I don't try to keep up with trends anymore? I thought it would be later. I didn't think it would be so soon. That I'm just like, well, this the is millennials what I like. are are rebelling on TikTok against Gen Z mm-hmm. and our and trends. trends. So, mm-hmm. so I guess I've reached my middle age, but I also am like, <laughs> do I? Is it like, oh, well, I have a lot of this, so let's try to add other looks, or do I just accept like this is me? You know, this is what I like because yeah. there was a lot of eyelet, there was a lot of Swiss <laughs> dot, <laughs> there was a That's lot of floral, adorable, though. There's a lot of olive green. There was a lot of pink and blue 
Like, it's very, I do kind of gravitate towards, like, pretty feminine things with, like, dresses and tops and stuff. But I wear a lot of, like, kind of boxy t-shirts, too. So I don't feel like it's just yeah. that. But you're right. My outfit well, yesterday I feel was like if very you, me. If you like it, then I would go with it. It's only if you're mm-hmm. like, I'm so sick of always having mm-hmm. these shirt that yeah. don't fit well and I don't like their style, mm-hmm. then I would say change it up. But Well, I did have this one blue shirt that I bought a long time ago. And yeah, it's like a really vibrant blue that is not really a color I wear a lot. And it was, it's a little more like glam maybe. I don't know if I'd say glam necessarily. But I've kept it all this time because it is a nice shirt. And it, at one point it was like very flattering and fit well. But I finally was just like, this just really isn't me. Like, and I I put it in my bin <laughs> to like see if I miss it. <laughs> but I never wear it, so I'm not going to miss it. But yeah, it is. I was kind of like, are the patterns, does that mean I just lean into it? Same with the color palette. Because I don't know about if you've noticed this, Tess, with your research, but like you'll see, or Anne, you probably saw on TikTok too, you'll see like example color palettes you know for like mm-hmm. uh you know and it's pretty much always like navy blush pink gray white and black or something well it's mm-hmm. dumb because they also say have two pairs of jeans and a pair of black pants so yeah. i'm like well then why do your shirts need a color palette mm-hmm. you're not wearing yeah. two shirts at the same time mm-hmm. yeah you're- well that's i have rebelled totally against color palettes because mm-hmm. any color shirt is going to go with either jeans or black pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why do I need a color palette? I did write on my <laughs> on my notes, is there room for fun? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, no. I do think it should be helpful, but like you should have some flexibility to just buy something you really exactly. want. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think the color palette for me was more noticing, yeah, like tops and bottoms. And like, yeah, I have a lot of olive green pants, so I don't need more. But maybe I should buy some more t-shirts that go well with olive green, you know, so just more notes for like future purchases. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, mustard yellow isn't in my palette. So I'm not ever going to buy mustard yellow. You know, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I think you still have to have some fun. Tess, how do you handle things? Because there's some reason for me. I'm always like, well, I'm keeping this shirt for camping or I'm keeping this shirt for yard work. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what do yeah. I do about like special occasions like that? Those those don't special, you, occasions. <laughs> special occasions such as camping. Uh, no, those don't even count. I've decided because yeah. I used to get rid of those too. But what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to just get rid like stop doing things mm-hmm. because you don't have those, the those wardrobe have for it. Drawers, I don't, so I don't think that any capsule wardrobe system has ever said you need to get rid of your like paint clothes or your work. No, clothes. I know. Yeah, you have to do that. And I, my personal rule for myself is that I hang all of the clothes that I like to wear, like the nice tops and jeans and stuff. Like those are all eye level and I see them, but all of those other clothes can kind of go in a more discreet mm-hmm. spot so that I still get the aesthetically pleasing closet. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's what mom taught us, I think. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we thought it would be fun to try to define each other's styles. So we found this blog that has a bunch of different words. It was like how to choose your your capsule wardrobe style. Um, I think we talked about this in a, another episode that Tess, Tess is always doing this and is really good at picking like 
like a few keywords that mm-hmm. they're not necessarily her current <laughs> style, but like the style that she aspires is deciding that she's going to. <laughs> and so this person on the blog said their their authentic style is comfy French toddler. I didn't, I didn't understand the toddler. toddler? I was very I confused has, by that. There's a lot of like overalls. There was a romper. Raincoats. Yeah, there's oh. a raincoat. You're right. On their little like, <laughs> like Pinterest thing. Wow. Yeah, it, but I was confused by I that too. Really, I think they just wanted to sound cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a long time ago, Tess and I tried to define everyone, everyone's style uh-huh. and you guys It caused did. It ruffled well. some feathers. <laughs> Wait, what, what, was, what was it? Do you remember? I don't remember. I remember that Claire's, I all I remember is Claire's had like cheerful, bright boho yeah, or something we like, like that. and she boho mom. That sounds something. like Professor... <laughs> Bright boho sounds like nice. Professor Trelawney or something. <laughs> I think it was only in reference to your linen well, pants the and your linen shirt. pants. You Come wear. on, an eyelet. You know that's a little boho is not Professor Trelawney. Well, I, you're right. I mean, I it's yeah, not necessarily like insult. Like I just was like I, that. To me, sounds like a lot of like kimonos and flowy sleeves and like you know maxi skirts and stuff and not that that's bad so but again, I just it like, just didn't go over well <laughs> yeah you're right it just it did ruffle feathers feathers were ruffled but now we're inviting each other to this time it's gonna be different and, yeah, we're not, no one's gonna much take like offense. tess's attempts at a capsule word from, <laughs> this will be different this will be better this one will work mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so for tess i thought she was uh minimalist that seemed, it was like very simple colors, kind of like lack of patterns, breathable natural fabrics. I don't know. That, everyone's quiet. So is that accurate? Mm-hmm. No, I no, think, I, that, I I think that that fits. Yeah. Did anybody else have um, I think Tess that all? often also is, well, she just has a lot of different styles going all at once. <laughs> Like, not at the same time, but, like, you know, week to week she'll be wearing one thing that's, like... Like, ethereal, but sometimes she's more... Yeah, sometimes she's ethereal, sometimes she's formal. Mm, I feel like she's kind of... Mm. She's Parisian. I want to say basic, but not... Parisian. Yeah. I know basic was what I... One of the words that I picked, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say, like, Mm -hmm. basic French. She could also... Sometimes she's... This says geek chic. Oh. I feel like every once in a while she does geek chic. She does do like a bun she with tries like to do, glasses. This says library. I have style. not done a bun with glasses since I was 15. You people need to get Blouses, into the program. Blouses, pinafore dresses, sweaters over collared shirts are things that I could see you tr- like. I, no, I, I see what I mm-hmm. see. I feel like of these words, Claire is like girl next door. No, that's what I said too. I said that's girl next door. Like basic really? mom, like I'm still going to say mom. a little boho. I know that ruffled your feathers last time, but I think that boho, boho in like a like an anthropology way, not wow, in a flattered. Yeah, yeah. Your cute little tops. They're very, but they're like a fun modern boho. I think Tess is thinking of me and yesteryear. She hasn't seen me like the dark winter of the soul. <laughs> The last few winters of through, which would say, um, I don't know, Kirkland signature mom or something. Well, you've That's got some casual in there too. I would say girl next door casual boho. What What would you define Justin Bieber in his like 
dark time because that was how I was dressing for like most of the winter. <laughs> like before he met Haley, that's me. Um, but no, I think there's a little boho. I I don't know. I think I'm also can be pretty preppy too. Like preppy, yeah. You know. I I would mm-hmm. say Claire could definitely be preppy because she mm-hmm. likes kind of bright colors. I love. I do like colors. That's true. Yeah. I do like color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Grace, I would say is sporty. Um, she can also be a little edgy and casual, probably Thanks. would be the mm-hmm. three that I would say Grace. I would agree. I said Grace was, <laughs> I picked four. Um, I said she was street grunge, sporty, basic. Ooh. Because it's kind of like all, like street uh-huh. style That's kind very of. Very flattering. Like, mm-hmm. But uh, like at work, you know, she's like more basic. Yeah. She definitely know? like can do basic well, but yeah, can also kind of do like a little bit. More, I think she's a little I bit of a rocker look. at I her heart. A lot of just plain t-shirts. I anytime I go to a store, if there's a plain t-shirt that fits me, I buy it. Doesn't matter Does it what bring you clothing joy, or is it just kind of like <laughs> yeah? I wear them until yeah. they disintegrate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Anne, I'm scared. I said romantic, glamorous, comfy. Mm-hmm. I had romantic <laughs> for Anne. Yeah. I do like to dress kind of like more feminine and like romantic. I would have said also like casual and street yeah. for Anne. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, That's, it's yeah. a pendulum and it swings hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anne has more styles going on than I, I like do. to either be like very <laughs> feminine and like dressy or just excessively casual. But you're you're rocking like an athleisure. Like yeah, a, I, I like mm-hmm. the casual to yeah. be like somewhat trendy. Anne still. is like Anne is intentionally casual. It's not just mm-hmm. it's not just she can just pull on some. It's not wearing one of your old navy pajama sets. <laughs> I am a wearing jacket currently <laughs> a t-shirt from Matt's summer internship at like a coding. Place, so I don't know. Well, your wardrobe, I mean, you're, you're it's pregnant. on its last dying it's, breath right I'm, now. I'm struggling. I'm wearing whatever I can fit into at this point. We hope that this episode helps inspire you to simplify your closet as well. Or maybe just hold us accountable if you see us going rogue at Old Navy anytime soon, because that's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do weekly wins? Yes. Definitely. I have a huge win. Ooh, what is I don't that? know whatever anyone else is going to think of this. This, when I heard this news, it brought tears to my eyes. <gasps> Cup Up went on Shark Tank and Mark Cuban wants to partner with them <gasps> and wants to make them a national chain. What? Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Whoa. I think I'm getting the details right. I did not double check before <laughs> I don't know if it was Mark Cuban, but somebody, guys, this is Grace. This could be huge. That's that's my big news. Favorite restaurant, but I mean, it's gonna be. I mean, it could be years. Cleveland's a big city. Wait wait years. (laughs) Cleveland's a big city. This is Severus Snape with Lily Evans Potter. This is like when I found out (laughs) that um, Culver's was making their pretzel bites permanent. Wow, I'm super wow, happy. Grace, That's congratulations. Yeah. Thank, really. you. Thank you. Thank now Cup Up will me. never die because yeah, yeah. it's going to be a Yeah, dream. it's locked in. <gasps> and Mark Cuban of it. all the people. 
So exciting because yeah, I feel like honor. he's picky. Like he doesn't choose mm-hmm. very many. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Well, my weekly win. So I have two. Uh, my roommate from college, Jen, was in town tonight and I got to see her, which was super fun. And as we've talked about before, anytime someone's passing through Cleveland, it's like a huge, exciting thing mm-hmm. because I, we just don't get a lot of people passing through <laughs> Cleveland. So I'm always like shocked when someone's going to be here. And it was so good to see her. And then the other win was I got a new vacuum this week. And it was sort of like an extended family event. Everyone. It was really exciting. It was really exciting. Grace <laughs> set it up. Grace ripped it out of the box for me mm-hmm. and set the whole thing up. And dad was vacuuming. Um, so our old vacuum was like an industrial grade one that looked like it was, it was a really nice vacuum. We got it for our wedding, but I mean, we'd had it for 11 years, you know? So I think I thought it was working better towards the end than it really was. Um, (laughs) and it was the kind, the old school kind that has a bag and like, you can't see, they're all canister ones now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, there is something psychological. It's like being like a little lab rat on like a treadmill or something that you can see what's filling up, you know, Mm -hmm. as you vacuum and it's like more, more, (sighs) I want to do more, you know? Because the girls were vacuuming, like they each wanted to take a turn and and see like what kids never want to vacuum, but with a canister. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was very exciting. It was a little chilling to see, you know, like the dirt. There's, it's just kind of spooky to see like what's in your carpet, you know. Um, But that was that was pretty exciting, and the whole family. Dave the next day was like vacuuming like under our bed and stuff it was like everyone wanted to turn the new vacuum. <laughs> it was as if we'd never seen a vacuum yeah exactly and we're always like a decade behind on things but it was a shark i i bought it blind i was like what am i doing i feel like i should be researching this for like a year before doesn't it seem like the sort of thing people research oh, forever yeah. before they buy mm-hmm. one and i just kind of was like i'm just gonna buy one based on amazon reviews it was a shark. It was like, I think 130 or something. So it's definitely not like nice. a high-end vacuum. That's a good deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it had really good reviews and um, it's held up for four what days. What color is it? So <laughs> is it blue? It's blue. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I wonder if we have the same vacuum. Oh, maybe. Yeah. If I, yeah, we love ours. It's been great so, so far. it's the same, yeah, it's great. Uh, I recently took out the canister to empty it and noticed that the little foam pad underneath mm, the canister that's the was filter. blackened. <gasps> oh, my word. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So blackened. then I went to the sink and I started washing it. And it took like half an hour to get all the all the blackness oh, out. And it was disgusting, that, but very satisfying. That is. Well, that filter is important. That's what's filtering out like the really toxic like particles and stuff. So good for you for washing it out whoa <laughs> was it suddenly like it had never been <laughs> no <laughs> i think i i just have never cared <laughs> until now <laughs> um but i will be washing it more frequently now that i have realized um the error of my ways my win is that i'm learning volleyball and this what? is a big step for me because i have actual like I get sweaty and like anxious I actually this is really shameful to admit but one time um Luke's family there was the potential of his extended family playing volleyball together because that's just you know a thing that they like to do low stress for everyone else involved but as soon as I heard that there could be volleyball I was like 
like his sister was going, Luke's sister was going somewhere with her husband. And I was like, Luke, you have to get us invited. We need to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) And we left and came back and turns out no one had played volleyball. So then I was (laughs) fearing all night, all evening that they were going to start at any moment. Church volleyball, because that's that's what started it for Mm -hmm. me. It's all volleyball. It just is so scary to me. Our family gets pretty serious volleyball anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've only played one church volleyball one time, and then I skipped every youth activity. Well, because it's, it's really the only team sport where – I guess not the only team sport. Probably like a baseball or kickball or something. But like it's a team sport where if you're not very good at it, mm-hmm. you could lose the whole thing. For yeah. 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 You can and ruin it. Of and soccer, you can just – someone else can kind of fill in if you're not that good. Mm-hmm. But like – not yeah. in volleyball. And guys, like teenage and young adult guys are not afraid to yell at anyone. Yeah, they'll tell they'll, Even people they don't know that well. And I have been yelled at multiple times and made fun of because I couldn't, I literally could not hit the volleyball. It would go flying past me and I'd swing my arms as hard as I could and it would just go past because <laughs> I the knowledge or reflexes so luke i was like luke we have to solve this problem this this is the summer when i'm just gonna learn just to hit it i just want to be able to hit it so we've been going and it's actually so fun i'm kind of addicted now i'm always asking if we can go play volleyball and it hurts a lot. I think I'm doing something wrong because oh. my arms hurt so bad oh my after not that long. But it's really fun. So that is my weekly win. Nice. Okay. My weekly win is that I'm at Claire's house. <laughs> um, and it's really fun. My parents are here. It's really fun. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I, I have not really had to lift a finger. Mom and dad do everything for me and Claire and Mm -hmm. Dave like mom and dad have done a lot dad does the dishes it's just the best I love when dad's Mm -hmm. around because the dishes are very efficient dishwasher today mom was like okay like what should we have for lunch okay we can have sandwiches and so she figures out what we're having for lunch and then (laughs) like she gets everything out and then after a while I was like mom can you make me a sandwich (laughs) so she made me my sandwich (laughs) And it was really good, better than I would have made. And yeah, it's just like, it's just nice to... It's the best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Hazel's happy because she's playing with someone else's toys. And she's getting all this attention. Hazel's been a pip. Hazel's been very funny. Yeah. She's pretty funny. (laughs) She and Molly have been riding around in the little, like, little tykes outdoor, like, truck thing. Yeah. They... Molly sits facing backwards, Hazel sits forwards, and Dad or Dave just like pushes them like slowly around the driveway. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> really cute. Oh, man. Anne shouldn't say she hasn't lifted a finger. That's actually a bold faced lie because today we made her do hair from dawn until dusk. And backbreaking labor at nine months pregnant. And we oh, feel yeah. we feel bad, but not bad enough to not ask. Yeah, exactly. it, wasn't, so, it wasn't bad. She was crouching, I heard, at Home Depot because she couldn't yeah, stand we, any we longer. Run, ran her ragged to the point that like, she couldn't stand up by the end of the day. <laughs> oh, Anne. I don't have much left in me. Yeah, my stuff is tank. I mean, going, so to, going to Home Depot without like a list and just 
trying to it's emotionally decide draining. what to get is mm-hmm. going to be bad no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, so I was practically sinking to my Yeah, who goes to Home Depot without a list? <laughs> Mom and dad. Was it the garden section? Yeah, we were in the garden section. Oh, and it dear. Was... <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> Should we tell about my basil? Mom's been... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my Mom said if you pictures of your basil. Because Grace... Yeah, mom's already <laughs> mocked my basil to multiple family members. I got a little basil plant at Trader Joe's. I never said I was a gardener. I never said it was a great plant. <laughs> I didn't say anything, and she just waltzed in and apparently sent a picture to Tess without my knowledge. But I use most of the basil for recipe, but I'm like, it's a perfectly good plant, so I'll see if it can generate more leaves. Mm-hmm. So there's literally like mm-hmm. four little tiny leaves on it right now. So <laughs> it's just test. a really long stalk. It's a really long like stalk. a tiny bud of a with leaf tiny at the buds. top. <laughs> Tess, mom said you were really positive about it. You were like, oh, there's always hope or like something sweet. In like very Tess life. <laughs> of course she would be. <laughs> well, I didn't want to like Angel secretly Tess. be gossiping about your plant. Thank you. Know? you. I appreciate that. I appreciate your integrity. But um, she has this plant app because she's trying to help Grace kind of decide on some like plants for her yard. So we were going to go for a walk in my neighborhood and just like ask, like not ask people, just take pictures of plants and like kind of get a feel. She did have to talk to one man because he caught her taking pictures of his (laughs) plants. And so she was forced into a conversation. But um, she's like, let's test it out on Claire's basil and see if it can identify what it is. And it did identify basil, but then this warning came up with an exclamation point and it was like, your plant is in bad health danger. And it was like red. And she, she was laughing so hard. I haven't seen her laugh that hard. She was like dying laughing. Well, it was and like then a warning. Can we talk about the little tiny plant in Grace's <laughs> car? So my car has this leak. I don't know where it stems from, but when it rains, there's a puddle of water in the passenger side floor, and it kind of dried out, but the other day I noticed there's a little plant blooming, just <laughs> a little leaf, and mom used the identifier on that, and it said, like, white clover, your plant is healthy. It's healthy. It's <laughs> so a better shape than my basil. It's doing better than basil. <laughs> Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>